0: You know what, sometimes the relationship with your in-laws can be a good one, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be one that brings great joy, you have shared experiences, and it's just a joy to be around one another. But that's not always the case, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that relationship can be a source of great division. Mm -hmm. Join us as we discuss this incredibly important topic
1: on our podcast. What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. We want to welcome you to another episode of Christian Family Life. My name is Gio, along with my wife, Susie. Hello. And our friends, Roland and Tammy Martinez.
2: Hello. Hola.
1: And the four (laughs) of us make up, currently, the team that does the podcast on a weekly basis. We've had some uh, awesome guests come on and interview, Uh but... Most week you get us, yes. <laughs> you're stuck with us, so <laughs> four
0: of us. And so we
1: hope that each week uh, you feel like we're either jogging alongside of you,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> figuratively. figuratively,
1: or we're in the weight room with you, yeah. or we're we're embroidering or oh, with you, yes, yeah. in, yes, and in, in, in your living room or wherever. But hopefully the uh, the information, the topic, the uh, the things that we're sharing with you. Uh, encourage you and help you grow in your in your own personal walk, but also mm. in your relationship with your spouse. And as we're going to talk about today, extended family. What do we mm. do with the in-laws? Um, I know one of the things that we, we all agree uh, around this table is we don't mm. like the negative talk that comes along with that. And I know mm. that our culture is Used a lot of things to make it funny and to joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the outlaws and mm-hmm. the different things that go along with that. And and we don't subscribe to that on this podcast Mm-mm. and in our ministry. E-
0: even if it's justified, we still we still don't just, no, subscribe to it. No, because
1: yeah. it's it's negative and it's it's really speaking to um, just a uh, kind of a hatred and I uh, mm-hmm. I don't you know a, a storyline that maybe is received by our culture oh, but it's I not true Absolutely not, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be true and so today we're going to talk about you know how do you create these boundaries uh for your family that isn't going to push your in-laws away but it's going to uh cultivate a healthy relationship with uh with the in-laws and so here's the thing we're all we're all in-laws right now that's our right. kids yeah. are married and yeah. we are the in-laws. We're on
2: the in-law
1: side mm-hmm. of we things so now, Maybe that's yeah. why we feel so strongly, not yeah. the outlaws. <laughs> well, and, and
3: an important perspective as we have this conversation is that what is directly going to impact all relationships that we have at a horizontal level? When we talk about moving from performance to faith in your marriage, we have to evaluate our individual relationship with the Lord and as i receive from the lord his unconditional love even those times i'm undeserving of it Mm -hmm. when i receive his forgiveness when i receive his grace when i receive his mercy that gives us the capacity to do the same and as we consider our individual relationship it then allows our marriage to move from performance to faith (laughs) and it's really all relationships And what we need to learn to do is begin to grasp the understanding because we may have the knowledge, but do we have the understanding and what it looks like to see that play out when maybe you have, because in marriage, you're in a covenant relationship, but what happens when you start to ripple out from there? And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the kids. uh, We'll talk about work. uh, But today we're zeroing in on in-laws and in-laws should have so in-laws are going to be different. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. And any boundary, any uh any, any any thoughts that we have should move towards experiencing closeness or unity in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Boundaries should never be done in a way that is to push the other person Away. But man, let's face mm-hmm. it. Sometimes we feel like the other person doesn't have the spiritual perspective that we have. Maybe they don't have the spiritual maturity. So mm-hmm. what is what does it look like mm-hmm. to begin to experience the kind of relationship with our in-laws that we desire to have?
2: Yeah. It's important not to drive a wedge really when we, we've made that phrase uh mentioned that phrase a few times. But it does drive a wedge when we are um <clears throat> When you get married, you know, there's um, there's this idea that your family of origin, uh, we, maybe there were some things that were maybe not healthy, but you still love your family unless you know you really did have a very dysfunctional like you know, you want to get away from your family, and there's many people that get married. For that reason, just to get away from their families. And I, you know, but in a, in a, you know, again, well-meaning, you know, people even with their, you know, believing families or, or just healthy families um, that, that again, mean well. I think that when you get married and your spouse starts to point out all the things, not that any of us did that, but anyway,
1: (laughs) um, all the (laughs)
2: things about your family that is Different, or you know, why is this and why is that? You know, it starts to make you question, even if you don't talk about it, uh-huh. and you start to think, well, oh, man, he, you know, if, if he doesn't like my mom and dad, they're the ones that raised me. Like maybe he doesn't really like me, and it's uh-huh. just, I think it just really gets some things we keep inside. And I think that when you start off like that, it's it's just not it's not gonna end well. It's not gonna go well. And I think that there is ways lovingly and I do believe that, you know, it we started like just rolling my marriage. We started off noticing things about each other's families. Uh and we would mention some things and this didn't seem right when, you know, this interaction or whatever. But um <laughs> but it 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 really did start to drive a wedge when when you when we interacted and so it's well weird. your
3: family needed fixing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But um, we'll share more of our story. I will say this that when we share things personally about our families and things that we have dealt with, I will say that if it wasn't for the fact that it has there's been reconciliation and restoration, I would not share it here. So if we good don't on. ever get to the kind of the end of the story of a situation in our family, yeah, that's good. um that's good, we would you know, we would not share something ongoing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we might, but we wouldn't say <laughs> who it was or if it was anybody related to could us, we, as you
1: know. Could we share something that maybe the audience could be praying for us over our in-laws? No. <laughs> no. no, okay. Right? No. no we're not with this platform. <laughs> we're not doing, we are not doing prayer requests on here. <laughs> uh,
2: we know that's where a source of gossip can happen, right? But anyway, I just I just think that um, we've always told our kids and it was told to me that you marry into a family and you love that family and you think you, you know, I mean, and, and you navigate things, but it's still out of love uh-huh. and wanting to get along because that's those are the people you're going to interact with, not just on holidays. I mean, my goodness, there's so many different mm. times that we celebrate that we will interact with them, and so, um, and then coming from, you know, if you if you are a follower of Jesus, then you there is. It's different. The Lord's going to use that relationship. It's, yeah. It changes <clears throat> you um, for the better.
3: Yeah, and, and we'll get into some some practical things right now, but just to kind of uh, add, well, really not add, but support some of what you said, uh, I think back to our wedding day. And there's many ceremonial things that we do. The dad walks his daughter down the aisle representing when God brought Eve to Adam uh, we have the ring that is forever a symbol of the fact that we've we are in an exclusive relationship covenant relationship with one another Mm -hmm. well one of the things we did was while we leave and we cleave and Tammy and I are a family unit which it's interesting there's so, so just in case anybody has heard the the leave and cleave philosophy of like, I'm not even gonna mention the name of this pastor, but he's a pastor that was out in the Pacific Northwest and no longer at that church in the Pacific Northwest. And he planted another one. And so while he borders on some truth, just has an antagonistic way of approaching this leave and cleave idea. So anyway, We'll Mm -hmm. just, we'll just leave it there to say that one of the things that Tammy and I did was we invited our families up
2: Mm -hmm.
3: as a symbolic way of saying, while Tammy and I get married and we leave and we cleave, but there are still family relationships that we bring. And our hope is that in, because of the union of the two of us, that there will also be a connection between the two families that we bring Mm -hmm. while, while at the same time, recognizing, Mm -hmm. uh, that everybody is still still their own family unit. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that being said, I'd also say one more thing, and we'll jump in. Um, that and and Gio and Susie, we kind of talked about this. Uh, we we have couples come to us in both sides. They come to us as the couple not knowing how to set boundaries with the in laws, but then we also have in laws who have felt pushed away and estranged mm-hmm. by uh, by the couple by by their kids. Right. And so as we highlight these very practical principles of how to approach this conversation when there's a strain, just know that it, this podcast isn't picking sides, Mm-mm. but what, what we want to do is just present some, some practical ways that you can move towards uh, reconciliation if there needs to be, or just establish some healthy practices so that you don't find yourself uh, in conflict.
0: Mm. I think, I think, Roland, as we move into the practicality piece, which I think is so important, um, just since we've been researching and preparing for these podcasts about boundaries, the whole idea of them not causing division, like you just automatically think a boundary causes division and keeps things away. But really the purpose of boundaries in relationships would be to cultivate health mm-hmm. and actually you know, have some systemic way of bringing people together that all, all sides, all parties can agree on so that there is health in the relationship because healthy relationships are good. Unhealthy relationships are hard. That's, you know, bottom line. Some you can't avoid, but what, what can you do? Like, we're going to go through these. What can you do to cultivate health in the relationship?
1: Well, I think um, right off the bat, you know, as we're going through some of this, this, uh, practical discussion is communication between the husband and wife and how they're going to proceed. Because here's the deal. You both, you know, both of you can come like Susie and I both came from a healthy family relationship on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them right from the get go really respected our space and allowed us to be who we needed to be. Mm-hmm. They, um, we were able to even ask for advice, knowing that we can still come back to the table and Susie and I were going to make the decision. And there were a Thanks. few things here and there, but nothing nothing that I would say, man, this has been rough. Um, and so, but Susie and I did have conversations because things that I did and the way I did things and family was a little bit different than the way they did things. And so we had to come to a place of understanding each other and communicating that. Um, but perhaps somebody listening here is they're coming from a totally different background. Um, Tammy, you mentioned some people get married to just get away from it all. And, Mm -hmm. um, and here's one of the things I would say in regards to that is perhaps a couple that's, that's married that the husband didn't have a great relationship with his family, but she did. The tendency is going to be constantly just to
2: Mm.
1: be drawn to her side of the family But instead of coming at it from that approach, this communication piece and what we can tackle a little bit more, perhaps maybe you could be a a bridge and saying, hey, I know that you've had a rough relationship with your family or you're, you know, and there's not much of a relationship over there. But let's talk about it, because maybe with my encouragement, we can maybe mend some fences and create an environment so that later generations, our kids, can enjoy from both sides of the family. Right. And so it's it's. Uh, I think there's so many dynamics, and so it's hard to kind of pinpoint it on one one thing that we're going to talk about today. But I think communication and and the couples coming to the table together and maybe just sharing these backgrounds and the things that they're dealing with.
0: Well, that's actually kind of our first talking point. Open mm-hmm. conversation is paramount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job, babe. Well, <laughs> it it,
1: it, it
3: kind of ties two things because uh, open communication is important with both sets of parents if both sets of parents exist or or whoever it is because what if it's not a parent what if it's just uh a person that was just significant in the life of your spouse and whether no matter how many dysfunctions exist uh that person still invested uh in in such a way that your spouse considers them they love them and they respect them but then the other aspect is how, as a husband and wife, you need to be unified. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're communicating with the in-laws and you're not unified, mm-hmm. well, I mean that that's just something that you're going to hear pretty consistent in any relationship that you have outside of the marriage relationship. Because you're going to hear it with the kids, you're going to be, you're going to hear it with friends, you're going to hear it with the in-laws. Is you don't want to, when you and your wife go into a conversation with someone, the last thing anybody wants is to feel disrespected or to get taken by surprise. Like One of the things we share in our 2B1 small groups is your spouse should not be surprised by the story that you share. And so if you've led a small group before, you've been in a 2B1 small group, then you know that. Uh, People get vulnerable, right? We get transparent. The 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 Holy Spirit just reveals things to us, and so the hope is that if you get the idea there, you know, make sure you clear it with your
1: spouse before before you share that story. Yeah, I have a good friend that would often tell me, you know, hey, make sure we have meetings before the meeting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and so that we're on the same page before we walk in to this meeting with whoever it is um so that it's a united front uh-huh. and we're affirming each other in whatever decision we have made before we walk into that meeting which is the same thing when it comes to this uh-huh. you know mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. so what should drive the <clears throat> the decisions we make what what here's what i would present is sometimes what drives the decisions we make is just maybe insecurities that we have or past hurts that we've experienced or we allow the fact that we're extroverted or we're introverted to kind of drive, well, I kind of need these boundaries. This this is what I need. Mm-hmm. But what what should be the determining factor, or thought process when establishing
1: any kind of boundaries with the in-laws? Yeah, that's good. I. That's why this communication piece is so good, because having that talk, getting together, kind of working through some things. And so what we tell husbands and wives when they are in conflict and at odds is what? Moving from performance to faith. And I think it's similar to this is helping people to move to a faith conversation rather mm-hmm. than a performance conversation. This this will be better for me if I could just completely avoid this. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't bring any health to the situation. And um, Tammy, you talked about earlier in your relationships that if we don't get to the end of the story, there's been a lot of redemption. There's been a lot Mm -hmm. of healing. There's been a lot of things that came. uh, But that's because you guys took the approach of Mm -hmm. we're going to walk into this. We're not going to put a boundary that's going to keep everybody out. Mm -hmm. But we are going to put certain boundaries that are going to be good for our own personal marriage and our health. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it's a bridge that leads to restoration and to healing and to mm-hmm. a unification with extended family. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So love. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: Love should drive it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not so disdain, Mm-mm. not disdain, not a stiff arm, not. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes social trends, mm-hmm. you know, with the things that are popular in culture, it's popular to set boundaries. You got to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. May, may, maybe, Maybe you don't need to enter it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, enter a relationship and see how things go. Mm -hmm. And then, if it needs to be. Right. But your driving force should always be love love for your spouse Mm -hmm. first and, well, love for the Lord, obviously, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Right after that, your spouse and then your in laws. Yeah. And, And if you're a believer and you struggle with that, pray for the Lord to give you a love because He will.
3: Yeah. I think what's great about that is that. I just don't know that it puts any kind of boundaries to conversations that you can have, because if love is driving the conversation, then even the things that aren't pleasant, even the things that we don't want to hear when seasoned with grace Mm -hmm. and are driven by love, you can have them. So let's get practical. All right. Let's, let's just like, we're going to open our hearts now. And, and, uh, okay. So that, it's a story we've shared before, so Tammy's like, uh-oh, oh, what story you <laughs> share? Oh,
2: Remember you what you're you're point <laughs> No, no, earlier, but we've shared this story before. should not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um,
3: I was
2: like, wait, when did you start doing that? So, so
3: years ago, years ago, we brought Tammy's mom and dad. 2000, so give the timeline. 2018? 17. 2017. 17. 2017, we bring in Tammy's mom and dad because Tammy's dad's health was deteriorating and we needed to, um, we knew. We knew that they just needed greater support.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And so Tammy's dad, uh, again, great relationship up until now, but now they're in our house. Mm -hmm. And Tammy's dad is very relational and, and wants to connect. And so you've heard us talk about how we get the coffee pot ready the night before because we we have to have our early morning time. No, nobody's awake. It's just our time. We get to sit and have our cup of coffee. And so, but now Tammy's mom and dad are in the house and Tammy's dad gets up early too. And so- No,
2: he he had been up. <laughs> he had been up since probably three in the morning. But anyway. Sorry. And so
3: at first it was like no big deal. And again, you know, poor guy. You know, he was, his feet were shuffling, right? So so I would hear ch 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 and so at first it was like, ah, no big deal. And of course, Tammy, you know, she's got a, you know, she's like, you know, super hospitality, even with her dad. And let me get you coffee and here, sit down. And, and so, I mean, maybe this is selfish on my part, but, but now I don't have her attention. Like I've mm-hmm. just, I've lost, I've lost her attention. <laughs> so at first it was no big deal. But over time, I felt like, oh my goodness, this is kind of infringing.
2: <laughs> you just, he just wanted to join in on the coffee time. He just though. wanted to. Like, jo- yeah. that? Just
3: <laughs> but so that's just one example of, yeah. frankly, even some other conversations with that we had where I said, I love your mom and dad. You love your mom and dad. I will say, your love for your mom and dad is different. They, they didn't raise me, right. they, they didn't make the investment in me that they made in you. And so my love will never be what your love is them, And so just know that as I outline some things that I'm struggling with, I'm not even saying that I'm right. I'm just saying I'm struggling. And so this is the kind of open communication you need to have in your Mm -hmm. marriage is just come to the table where you don't, where you can just eliminate contempt and just hear each other out, express those things, but then also surrender to the other person to say, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. I see that that's your perception, but here's what I think the reality is, and then, you know, here's what we can do to help us navigate this situation. So in our case, it was like let's take the coffee upstairs. So we had yeah. the option of going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how your house is built, but maybe you can find another area yeah. where you can put the coffee pot so that the noise. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, but, he always but,
2: heard that coffee pot brewing. <laughs> I'm. I wanna. I just remembered. Um, did you guys? You guys have seen the movie Fireproof, right? With Kirk mm-hmm. Cameron. Okay. So the the storyline is, and I've only watched it once, so remind me if there's things I'm forgetting, but basically it was a, a couple that they were at odds. So Kirk Cameron and, and his wife. And they, I mean, it was just, he's addicted to pornography. She is, she's actually entertaining. Um, she's a nurse. She's enter, even entertaining like uh, a doctor or another, a co-worker, like, having a relationship with them so like their their marriage is just about over right Mm -hmm. and um he gets counsel from his father um that uh to to do and again it was the love dare I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with the Mm -hmm. love dare but um basically it's do something for like 40 days something nice every day to kind of move towards your spouse instead of away from them and And one of the things that he did and it was it was he he was doing things all along. And then he did something for her parents in the movie. And I think that that was the thing that like really just because maybe he had prior to that not really liked her parents and didn't have a relationship with them. But it was the thing that just kind of really after all these others, other Mm -hmm. um Point. Attempts. Attempts, yeah. right, to move towards her, this was kind of her breaking point, you know? Like, it's like what got to directly to her heart. Right, It mm. got to her heart, and I think that that is, is something to consider like that, you know, I know that there are people out there who says, I only have to love my spouse and my kids and it's all mm. about us, and <laughs> I think that that nowhere in the Bible does it say that. You know, it does say to leave and cleave and you establish, but I mean, Jesus called his disciples out into the world. And and when we look at our marriages and when we just kind of just keep ourselves isolated, that's not, it's not the way to live and Mm -hmm. it's not a healthy way to live. And, and I think I would, I would even say that it's, going to probably cause a lot more issues when when you live your life like that, when you, I've heard the term deify your family. And mm-hmm. it's not, that's not what we're, that's not what we're to do, but especially to people in the family, especially yeah. to, you know, the parents, the in-laws, and that, you know, encompasses many people. But there's still, obviously there's boundaries, but having a love and a respect and valuing them I think those are all things to consider when you know yeah Romans
3: 12 where it says that we're to outdo yeah. in showing honor to one another <laughs> mm-hmm. and that that applies across the board
2: that's right
1: you stole that rough from me I was going to say the same thing. I had the verse right in front of me. Oh, no, you read it. You read it. No, no, no. You got it. But the, the scripture also says, honor your father and your mother. So mm-hmm. there's a difference that's between right. obedience, obedience mm-hmm. and an honor, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a continual honoring of that. Now, let me flip the script a little bit on that. And from a parent side of things, are we making it easier on our kids to leave and cleave? Mm-hmm. Like what are we doing to make that healthy? Because we have to also acknowledge that that's their first relationship with That's God right. and then their husband and wife and that they're establishing a family and so how do we come along to support <laughs> that versus make ourselves interject, interject ourselves interject ourselves into that and so when we speak we're speaking to both sides um, of the aisle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh I see what you did no, there <laughs> and, um, and to encourage both sides to honor each other in this process to give the married couple the young married couple the space to to grow, mm-hmm. um, but then be available to them mm-hmm. to encourage and to love and to care and to provide wisdom along the way. And and so when we do that, I think that that's where that unity comes in. That's where the health comes in. That's where that's people feel respected, people feel loved, um, and then honored. And then it to me, it just creates space for for people to do real life together
3: mm-hmm. what,
1: instead of just combative all the time. And I want my way. So I'm going to do this and I want my way. So I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it creates a division and, and nobody wins Mm-mm. when that happens.
0: That makes me think of another thing here on our list about being approachable. And Proverbs 15:1 says a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And so in this idea of creating boundaries, how you communicate with one another, even you and your spouse in setting the boundary, but then how you communicate the boundaries to those that are affected by it. Mm. That's a big deal, right? Mm. That's a big deal. And I think there's a lot going around right now that says, you know, um, how someone responds to what you say is not your problem, you know? Mm. And I feel like there is so much going around right now that there's a little bit of truth in, but there's also a lot of deception in. Mm -hmm. Because if there is something that I need to communicate to you, and I have a choice of how I'm going to communicate that to you, and I know one way is going to help you to receive it, and another way is going to just like poke the bear, figuratively (laughs) speaking. Um, When I make that choice, then i ought not to be surprised right so in communicating with not- with one another like be approachable like truly listen to the heart of your spouse that's sharing something with you and then really as you communicate with your in-laws listen to their heart listen to what they're mm-hmm. saying you know maybe there's a reason why they are constantly interjecting themselves in something because they never f- they feel like if they don't then they're never right. going to be invited And then, hey, let's have a conversation about this. But how you speak is so very important. I used to share, we did not discuss this, but I think you'll be fine with it. Stop (laughs) me if you're not. But stop. (laughs) You knew that was coming. Um, in, in the relationship of parenting, if I had a nickel for every time I said, it's not what you say, it's how you're saying mm-hmm. it, mm. you know, remember that? Mm-hmm. And because there was what you were communicating needed to be communicated, but we have a
3: choice in how we present that. I'm so glad someone finally got through to Geo.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I said it. I never got through, but I said it.
1: <laughs> well, to, to your guys' story, Roland and Tammy, um, with um, the morning coffee story that you guys shared. Um, there's so many ways that that could go south. Mm-hmm. One would be that, Roland, you don't even share ever that that bothered you, that you that was the time that you guys had together. <laughs> and so the resentment builds up, right? Mm-hmm. The, the second one would be you do share it and Tammy gets offended and it's not received. Um, right. I mean, we could see all these scenarios playing out, right? Yeah. In people's lives. Um, and so... To, to what you're sharing sharing Sue's the the importance of having that healthy communication and we talk about all the time the the uh, naked and unashamed idea where we're bringing this where we we feel comfortable enough with our relationship with our spouse to share our concerns like what's what's on mm-hmm. our hearts what may be bothering us but then both sides being able to receive each other's comments. Like that's not that's not what's happening. This is what's happening. Maybe you're perceiving it wrong. But giving yourselves at least that space to to discuss it and then to unify it together to come up with a solution. Which mm-hmm. um, obviously you guys, your solution was let's go upstairs and uh, that that'll resolve some of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and that was an easy one, I guess. But some some of them are a little more difficult, more involved, and so you mm-hmm. may need to bring in somebody from the outside that's a. Not mm-hmm. in the fight, you know, they're right. not in the middle of it all. And objective maybe they can, voice. The, an yeah. objective voice that can give some perspective.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, objective, the objective voices in our life, the people that'll tell us what we need to hear and not what we want to hear, are so valuable.
0: Choose them carefully.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And it's, it's a challenge. I would imagine that we have many of you listening that would have a hard time pinpointing the person that, because it's not that people won't share truth with us, but who do you want to hear it from? Because who's going to share it in a way that has your best interest in mind instead of someone that is just easily nitpicking and looking at you with a magnifying glass? that, like, we're not talking about that. No. We're talking about a relationship where someone really cares about you, they know you, and they're willing to say some things that uh, will, will sharpen you. We, we like to throw this verse around, this iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And it's almost like we missed the second part of it. It's not just iron sharpens iron because we got together and said some, some, you know, some motivating things. Mm-hmm. It's that we got together and we had some conversations that made us better. And so it begins in marriage and it ripples out from there with the friends that we have, with our in-laws. And so we, we need objective voices. Sometimes, whether it's, I mean, we've interacted. We've interacted with couples where you walk away and you realize, well, no wonder there's conflict. Because even in the first 10 minutes of our conversation, that person created conflict with us and we're just coming to the table wanting to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And they've and they've created conflict, or you have the in-laws who are typically in, in an older season of life, and you talk to them and you you walk away, and go, wow, well, I can kind of see where the the son-in-law or the, whoever it is doesn't want to want to be with them. I'll insert this quickly. I'm reminded of uh, the prayer of uh, an older mentor. <laughs> and it would be lord deliver deliver me from the sins of old age and and one of those is cynicism (laughs) Mm. as we get older we we can become really cynical uh we can Mm -hmm. pretend to know it all we can be very judgmental and not allow people to go through the same process that we went through that brings us to a place of the the wisdom and knowledge we have today and so we need to you know as you think about so this is for in-laws be be the kind of in-laws that not only your kids want to be around but everybody wants to be around and I'm, I'm i'm trying to to shorten this here but i think about my role in the church as a pastor and how often let's just say people in the 50 plus uh, age range would would want to get involved in some way and there were many that i could say to them man thank you for being gracious and loving and being someone in in these sage years of your life this sage season that you're in being somebody that people want to approach but then i've said in a very loving way that man you're in the sage season of your life but you handle yourself in a way that people don't they they Mm -hmm. don't want to come to you and Mm -hmm. so think about how the Lord can soften some of those rough edges in your life so that you are someone. And so I think about that with the in-laws is, man, be, be loving, give space, pursue, don't stop pursuing. Cause again, I'm just really burdened for in-laws that are feeling like they're estranged mm-hmm. from their kids. Keep pursuing what's yes. natural is just to say, well, you know what? You don't want anything to do with me. Oh, well, we're going to see how far that goes. Cause at some point mm-hmm. you're going pursue, right. to pursue them in a loving way. Pray that God would give you wisdom to overcome evil with good. And frankly, that scripture, the context is the persecuted church. And I think to myself, man, if we can't get it right within the family, how are we going to, how's the church going to get it right with outside persecution? They're not. (laughs)
1: They haven't. So good. Well, we're running out of time. We're actually out of time. But um, one thing we do want to mention is, there, there are sometimes super unhealthy things going on. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about willy-nilly walking into relationships. Oh, okay, they said mm-hmm. this on the podcast. Let me get involved. There, there are some things that a, let's say the husband, needs to address with the parents that maybe is super unhealthy mm-hmm. or the wife needs to um, talk to her parents in regards to whatever it may be and so it's not allowing those things into your home, the toxic negativity. Mm-hmm. But what we are talking about is also not creating these boundaries that are like force fields and blocking yeah. everybody out, but creating space for there to be healthy relationship. And so, you know, we'll close it with this. Pursuing the relationship with in-laws can be an incredible blessing. Mm-hmm. I think our our the word I was thinking about earlier, I said storyline. I meant to say narrative. The narrative of our culture is just the opposite. They, mm-hmm. see it, they see it as a negative. And so we see that it will strengthen the bond in your family and provide support that we all need from our family relationships. And so pursue it. Yeah. Pray about it. Mm-hmm. Talk to each other before you move forward. Come it to be, the Lord. Be unified and uh, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and your spouse in creating a healthy boundary with the in-laws. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links, where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.